Hello and welcome to the Lagertops podcast with Remy, Jimmy and Maya. This week we are entirely teetotal, well, as teetotal as we can be, and we are trying all the non-alcoholic beers available, or well, not all of them, just just a, just a quick ensemble. Uh, and we'll also be having a blind <laughs> taste with one of these beers, or will it be an actual beer? I don't know, I don't want to give it away for the blind taste tester. I'm assuming I'm the blind taste tester just because I don't know anything about this. Yes. Great. And also, full disclosure, you say we've gone teetotal, we've all actually had a beer prior to the show, <laughs> like some real yeah. beer, just to make the alcohol free, so you can really tell the difference between the alcohol and the non-alcoholic beers. Also, because it just doesn't feel right to record this without having had at least one beer. I just need it to relax. <laughs> Set the alcoholic in the corner. <laughs> keep, keep the alcoholian? The sh- keep, keep the shakes at bay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Lagertops listeners, this is Maya coming to you from the edit. Just a note, we recorded this episode in April 2021, so you will hear us talk about some COVID regulations that are no longer relevant. Enjoy! How have we all been this week? We alright? Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be out and about again. It feels like life is slowly going back to normal. I've actually been out for my first pint in a long, long time. We got to all be in the same place. That was for nice. The, for, the, for the first time this year. The AGM, the first AGM. Yeah. yeah. Even mean, if it was <laughs> Took a long outside. time to get a pint in that yeah. place. <laughs> and the pint was quite average. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say we were all in one room, but we weren't. We were in one pub garden, as at the time of recording, that is all we're allowed to do. Everyone's here's had a first pint then. Can we quickly get reviews on your first pints before we go on to the, the non-alcoholics? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to go first? So technically my first pint was a pint of Amstel, which as we all know, I love. But on that day, I was mainly drinking wine. I just felt like I needed to have a pint at some point. So I'm actually going to say that my first... Well, then I also had a shandy. And you drank shandy. Yeah, you drank yeah. shandy with us. So <laughs> Again, I love shandies. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm, I'm not going to be hated on for liking a shandy. But my first proper pint was a pint of the Southwark Sparkling Australian Ale. Is mm-hmm. that what it was called, though? Australian Australian sparkling ale yeah. by Southwark Brewing. Yeah. Which is apparently nothing like it sounds. Yeah, it was very odd. It was definitely more... It wasn't, I mean, firstly, it wasn't fizzy. I was expecting it to be fizzy. It's not fizzy. And it was a bit too ailey for me. <laughs> so. Giveaways in the name. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so I that was probably my first, like, if we're talking proper pints. But yeah, before that, I had had an Amstel and a Shandy and copious amounts of wine. What about you, Rem? So I just need you to remind me of what this beer was called, Jim. What was the brewery again? What, the brewery? Oh, in Bath. Oh, we had uh, you had the Buckham bitter, didn't you? Buckham. It was the that's Buckham. the badger I was thinking of. So yeah. yeah, we were in Bath, and I had the Buckham beer, but I didn't get the bitter. I had the light beer. Yes. Uh, and it was kept exceptionally well at a pub called the White Hart, and it went down very quickly. It, but it was delicious. It was everything I kind of wanted out of a sort of traditional, sort of light British ale on, on cask. It was great. In the summer, in the sun. Well, not summer, but it felt like summer. After playing a team sport. I hadn't played a team sport. On our way to a wedding. Actually. Yes, I was just suffocating myself in a very tight 
tight necked shirt. Yeah. I also think you should give a shout out to the beer you've drunk a lot of yeah, over I'll, the past. I'm week. getting on. If you give me a chance, I will get onto that beer. Don't give him a chance. And then also this week, tucked into Southwark Bruins Bermondsey Best, which has been absolutely delightful. I have had it before, but not for for a long time. It's like walking through the woods, but it's so good. It's very Moorish. I could sling loads of that back. It was great. What about you, Jim? I had a couple of lovely pints of Guinness and then tried to get a pint of whatever Ruby was drinking and the barman basically refused to serve it to me for three times on the trot. It was like, yeah, it was really good. Just everyone else got what they wanted. Just kept bringing me Guinness. They were like looking at him, like, "Great, thanks." I'll have he another just kept one. Then. Grunting at you. Yeah, I really upset him. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Didn't like the cut of my jib. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we we had a few pints last weekend. That was um, that was good. We before I met up with you, we went and had a couple out by um, London Bridge and stuff, and had a couple of pints of Camden Hells. And then Jimmy this, Stella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> threw the cans in the river afterwards <laughs> and then this week i was very disappointed because at the rugby club on thursday i everyone was like oh the clubhouse is open should we get a pint and i asked for a pint of wainwrights and it was a terrible decision because clearly it was the first one that had been served in fuck knows how long they had to blow the cobwebs <laughs> off and it was disgusting and i was very disappointed had to wash it down with a san miguel afterwards but then this weekend had a complete Blinder, and we went to a little brewery in Studley, which is in the West Midlands, because they've got a little tap room on site, which is open, called Weatheroak Brewery. Had a couple of lovely pints there. Remnant, when you come up, I must take you there. You'll really enjoy it. They're lovely bitter. But their outdoor seating was literally, they just put four little tables with the bar stools out on the tarmac car park spaces at the front of the tap house, bless them. So you just kind of sat there in the car park on the side of the road, which doesn't mm. sound that appealing, but it's actually quite nice. Very charming. Mm. And yeah, that was about it this weekend. I, I did go to go to another pub and we'd been trying to phone around to book in and I'd been determined to go to this pub called The Three Tons and they're not answering the phone. Like I'd never, I haven't been in it before and I was like, oh, I want to go in this pub. And then when we got to the town, I was like, let's just wander down and see. And they had all like plastic bollards or out around it. And I was like, oh, they must be refurbing it. So they left a bit of a mess and kind of looked up. <sighs> Place had caught fire last weekend, burnt down. Oh, yeah. oh my god! The whole thing was gutted, like from oh, it's a great grade two listed building. Yeah, seven fire engines or something apparently like the weekend before. Oh god, that's horrible. Shit. Yeah, and I was like, no pint for me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, this that was sad. Oh god. Yeah, that is sad. Okay, then. So without further ado, shall we crack into some non-alcoholic beers? Yeah. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Cool. Woo. Right, uh, Jim, do you want to do the Lucky Saint first? That does not <laughs> smell good. It smells like cat food. I'm going to pour it out and see if it tastes better than it smells. I, I, it tastes like a lovely packet of Felix. Yeah, you know when you open the pack and you get that kind of whiff straight away of like the jelly. Let, let me give it a sniff. Yeah, it smells better when you get out the bottle in all fairness. Oh, bloody hell. This is actually very malty, I think. Like a biscuity malty flavour yeah so lucky saint i reckon it started turning up about two years ago something like that very new i think again it's another instagrammy kind of bit you know it's quite cool isn't it supposedly yeah so it's 0.5 percent so it's not entirely alcohol free but there we are good enough it's found as a bloke called luke bose i think is how you pronounce his name it's b-o-a-s-e boaz bose apparently he came up with this idea ages ago about a non-alcoholic beer worth drinking 
is how they kind of phrase it on their website. But it had like a few disasters with a few brewers and a few other manufacturers and it just kept producing shit. So then he basically, this guy quit his job and he went to Germany to like really pursue this business venture and eventually found a brewer who supposedly shared his vision. And that's when they created this lucky badger, the lucky saint. But they actually created their own yeast oh, wow. to make this beer. Yeah. Which is so, or I don't know if they created it, I don't know how necessarily how it works, but this very specific strain of yeast that they've supposedly claimed to create, and that's what they use to create uh, Lucky Saint. They also use Bavarian spring water, they use Pilsner malt, Hallertau hops, which are all kind of like from that sort of Bavarian Czech border region, the, their own particular yeast. So they describe it as having sort of citrusy finish, and I think it is a bit citrusy, but compared to other non alcoholic lagers, I kind of agree in that it is a bit more malty than some of them. It's got quite a cereally start, mm. but then a citrusy sour finish. I actually think that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's one of the better ones out there. I'll yeah, be honest. I'm almost a bit gutted we've started with this one. Yeah, I'm going to not drink all of this now because I'm going to hate the other beers. I think that's one of the few that if you gave that to me and didn't tell me it was alcohol free, I wouldn't necessarily realise. I think yeah, some of them are so obvious. That, I think, is really good, actually. Okay, maybe if you gave it to someone who drinks a lot of beer, if you, you they would know. If you give it to yeah. a casual beer drinker, should we call them? The casuals. <laughs> the casuals. <laughs> um, I don't think people would know that was alcohol-free if you just passed them over a glass of that. No, I think it tastes... I think it's a pretty good job, to be honest. I'm, I mean, I had it out... I've actually had it out once. I don't remember why I had it. I had it in a bar once. but It, it was it, 9 it o'clock was in the morning. It was perfectly nice, but they did charge me like a fiver for it, and I kind of resented that. Yeah, that's a bit it's of a not joke. Really a pint. Okay, well, shall we crack on with the big fat non-alcoholic beer quiz? Are we cracking because... up another one, or are we sticking with this? I, I thought we'd just kind of sip this throughout the quiz. Maya's like, fuck. Do you think <sighs> this is a bad idea? No, I just know I'm going to hate those. If someone's got another idea they want to run this quiz, no, by all means. you run the quiz. <laughs> we know it's what you want. So, here we bloody are, okay? Go on then. Hit He's me got with his your notebook. quizzy stick. Well, first things first, this quiz is going to be slightly different. Okay. So, previ- previously, I've uh, read out a question, and I've asked you each individually for your answer. Is this, you're going to read out the answers and ask us what the question is? <laughs> That would be very. That would be good. That would be like Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. But I guess you'd know the question. Hopefully, target reference for anyone who's into that. No. Instead, what we're going to do is I'm going to require you to both have a noise that will be the equivalent of your buzzer. Oh, goody goody! A noise or a word. Happy for it to be a word. That's yours, is it, Jim? That's mine. Yeah. That's yep. a bottle opener on a glass. Nice. I'll change I'm it. I'm just going to go it. with a bazing. Okay, so we've got a ching on the glass for Jim and a bazing for Maya. Okay, cool. So I don't envision me needing to say it very often. <laughs> Are you all ready? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, question number one in the big fat non-alcoholic beer quiz for Lager Tops. What is small beer? And Jimmy's first to buzz. Yes, Jim? A low percentage beer. Not necessarily alcohol-free, but a low percentage beer. Like Is it like 2% or less or something? Maybe? Okay. Could you could you give me some more about small beer? Could you give, give me a bit more specific? 
You're not in, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You are you are technically right. Well, it's a, do you know anything else about it? Only that I've had it a couple of times. Well, there's a brand called Small Beer, the Small there Beer is. Company. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, they just make low percentage, full flavored beers. Okay, so we're going to give that to Jim because he is correct. Mm-hmm. So the way it will work is if uh, I should have set these rules out before we started this quiz, <laughs> but here we are. If it wanna... wouldn't, it wouldn't be a quiz if you. You know, didn't go into it. Make it up as you go along. Yeah, some element of it that we didn't know. If you don't just wing it, what's the point? So in this situation, if Jim had got this wrong, then I would have deferred to you, Maya. Great. But in this case, Jim has got it correct. I can't see myself inputting a lot into this. Do you... So Jim doesn't really know a lot else about small beer. Do you know anything about small beer? I've literally never heard of it until now. Interesting. So you are correct, Jim, in that small beer is a low percentage beer, usually around 2%. But it has a rich history dating back to the medieval period where low al- this small beer, low alcoholic beer, was mainly given to the, the peasants. Instead of water? Instead of water, because the water wasn't safe, whereas at least this had been boiled during the brewing process, but it wasn't strong enough to get them get them battered so that they could still do the harvest and stuff, so that they, so that the bourgeois could obviously make money off the sweat of their brow. Yeah, so it dates back all the way to the medieval period, vaguely interesting. It also, the important thing about it is it had enough calories in it, because it was beer, had enough carbohydrates and other calories in it that it helped substitute the peasant's diet. That's quite good. What's the difference between a small beer and a table beer? So, yeah, it was hard to find out during my research, but basically small appears to predate table beer. But actually, if you look at what they physically are, they're very similar. Yeah. Okay, so that question one went to Jimmy. One point to Jimmy. So question number two, what helped low percentage beers rocket in sales between 1920 and 1933 in the US? She can have that one. You can have that, Maya. What is it? Prohibition. Well done, you're correct. Yay! (laughs) The one thing I know. (laughs) Do you know a lot about Prohibition? I don't know a lot about it, I'll be honest. I'm trying to think. Well, I know that it didn't have the desired effect at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't really know masses about it. I just wondered if you two did. I mean, you could still have low percentage beers. So like 2% or lower, I think, might be slightly higher. But a lot of the breweries basically to stay alive just switch their production to produce those as opposed to the normal beers. Mm. And then their assumption was as well, once, if Prohibition ever finished, then they could just cut that process out and then go back to brewing normal beer. So it was a way for all those breweries to survive. It's quite a good idea, really. The lucky saying is, it's rather fizzy, I'll be honest. It's very dark in colour. It is. You know, the other th- yeah, I wouldn't say it's... It doesn't look like a lager. It's slightly hazier than maybe. Yeah, it's slightly hazy and it's... I keep thinking that it's a bit bitty, but it's not. It's not bitty, it's... but it is... I know what you mean. It's not that clear. Though yours looks less clear than mine. Maybe yeah, like... ours looks a lot... Cloudier. More... Yeah. Yeah. It does claim to be unfiltered, so potentially I guess it would be slightly And, and, more... and it's vegan, no finings. Uh. Yeah, no bloody fish bladder or whatever it is, isn't it? Okay, so we're one all during the non-alcoholic quiz. So now, on to question three. Okay, so in the UK, why is 2011 so important for non-alcoholic slash low-alcoholic beer production? Zing. Marginally, Jimmy. I have no idea, but I thought I'd better say something. The Brewers Act finished. Ran out. Uh, 
So, to confirm, you're saying the Brewers Act finished. Mm. I was initially going to say the smoking ban. And then I remembered that that was much, much before, before 2011. Okay, over to you, Maya. I was also guessing, mm. but I was going to say something to do with like tax or tax on percentage of beers or something like that that, that made it more profitable to brew non-alcoholic. Okay, you are correct, Maya. <laughs> you were on the right wavelength, though, Jim, given that it is related to legislation. Bull hickey. So essentially in 2011, the uh, low beer duty rate was introduced. There was also a higher beer duty rate. And it essentially meant that beers underneath 2.8% would only pay 50% of the general beer duty rate at the time of production. Whereas before they wouldn't pay such a low rate. So this meant a lot of people started brewing them because uh, it's a lot more economical. So obviously you could still have a beer that's about 2.5%, which doesn't re- which is low alcohol, not really non-alcoholic, but it definitely laid the foundations to see more of these things on on and about. And I think that also kind of explains why we have seen people like the Colonel and other people do more table beers, the small well, beer company. Oh, are they? Yeah, 3%? The, Didn't the realize kernel, it was 3%. The Colonel one I had yesterday was 3%. But yeah, so that's the big thing in the UK. But there was also, as I say, a higher duty. I can't remember how that mechanism works but basically the higher percentage you get stung for it and i think if you brew a beer that's 20 more than 22 percent who the fuck alcohol? is brewing beers over 22 percent brewdog have a beer that's, of course they do yeah craft there's that one that's in like a wolf's pelt or something isn't it and it's like 60 percent beer but it's basically like, yeah it's basically fortified wine really mm. i believe that is subject to the same tax as spirits Right. But I am not the authority on the beer legislation, I'm afraid. But yeah, so that's kind of like a Just contributing beer quizzes. factor. Just beer quizzes. And even then, I wouldn't call myself a master. So that's one of the sort of contributing factors to why we've seen a lot more come onto our shelves, as well as actual demand for them. Mm. Okay. Okay. So now on to question four. How much does the Middle East make up for the global non-alcoholic beer market? Bizzing. So, yeah, okay. 30%. It's incorrect. Jimmy? 55%. Okay, so you're both wrong. It's a third. You were closest, Maya. Yeah, I'm not being funny, but a third is 33%, and I said 30%. And that is 3% off, and if Jimmy had then said (laughs) 33.333, I would have given it to him. (laughs) Fucking hell. Hard times there, Maya. I think that's fair. Very fair. I was 3% off in the scale of the whole world. You, you're 3%. actually off by a factor of 10. I'm going to give this to Maya just because I feel like otherwise the rest of my evening will be quite <laughs> difficult. Mm. You've, been har- you've been bullied and blackmailed into it. I see how I it is. Oh, yeah, no, fuck you, actually. Yeah, no. I'm not- <laughs> Maya, have some erding. Make you feel better. <laughs> Neither of you are getting a point for that. <laughs> I literally can't believe you've done this. If I'm, ever, <laughs> if I'm ever given the chance to do a quiz. Mm. You I'd... make it sound like I don't... If you, you could do a quiz anytime you want. You can seize the reins of this podcast. Wait till we get to the cider episode. Yeah, just for you fucking wait. Yeah, I know. It's going to be horrible. You're going to be downing a fucking keg of old Rosie. Mm, nice and warm. Okay, so to the nail-biting finish that I have potentially artificially created, but such as... Definitely artificially created. Such is my want. Non-alcoholic beer is made four ways. 
The first one is simply heating the beer and just boiling off the alcohol molecules because they, they boil quicker than water. The second way is by creating a vacuum that then basically makes the alcohol molecules go into their gaseous gaseous, gaseous state. But that does still require a little bit of heat, so again, you're damaging the flavour profile. The third way is just adding loads of water. So you make like a normal beer, and then you just add water to water it down. Can anyone tell me the fourth and most modern way of manufacturing non-alcoholic beers? Jimmy? Do they freeze it? Jimmy, you are incorrect. Maya, over to you. I don't need to answer this. I've already won. Very tactical. <laughs> Very tactical. That is... I mean, fate is a cruel mistress to you, Jim, but I'm going to have to give the quiz to you, Maya. So not, congratulations not and well done. Extra points for effort. <laughs> no, there are no bronze awards at the end of this term that you can come Dog. up and collect. So I know you're all dying to know what the, the final most modern I way... I actually am, because I thought it was going to be freezing it. No, so. no, no, no. It's a process called reverse osmosis. Oh, and basically what you okay. do is you yeah, you brew the beer as normal, then you get this membrane and essentially you push the beer through the membrane and the membrane it lets all the alcohol and water molecules go through and what's left is like a thick syrup that is essentially Squash. all the carbohydrate. Yeah, kind of like that. And it's basically all the carbohydrate, supposedly most of the sugars and everything. So the idea is you've kept the majority of the flavour profile in there. And then, Who came up with that? That's very clever. I don't know. And then afterwards, you then put the water back in to then create your non-alcoholic beer. I don't know who came up with it for beer, but the only... I, Remy, have you heard of reverse osmosis before this? Do you know what else it's used for? No, I don't, to be fair. Did you ever drink... When you travelled around Asia and China and stuff, and mm. you were getting bottles of water, did they ever yeah. say on them, if you bought like a bottle of still water that wasn't like Evian, like local water, oh. it would say... Yeah. Made with reverse osmosis. Yeah. It's like basically treated sewage that's water. That's how they filter all the shit out to yeah. give you your water. So that's how you get... Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. in That's in Asia. A lot of the... Unless you're buying like really expensive bottled water, most of the bottled water is basically treated sewage water that has been chemically sieved to get rid of the floaty that's bits. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting. And then someone went, you could do this with beer. Yeah. Or, or they did it with beer first, I don't know. Oh, one thing on the Lucky Saint, just to round off, sorry, to mention that Untapped gave it 2.95 out of 5. That is harsh. And it doesn't... Yeah, definitely. And then there aren't enough ratings on Beer Advocate for their own internal things, because, you know, they actually give it a score out of 100 and then they give it 1 out of 5. There weren't enough ratings for it to have done its calculation, so I took the scores I could find away and I've done the average. Of course you and have. It's, <laughs> it's 2.85 out of 5 on, on Beer Advocate. And and is there a category called, like, alcohol-free beers? So obviously, if you're rating it in comparison to alcohol beers, it's never yeah. going to... If, you know, if, if you had a top 10 of alcohol-free beers, how does it stack up or have you not done that far you haven't I haven't been able to find that i'd only found it like in the general population type thing on, on both those both those websites maya looks like she's just swallowed a rat or something <laughs> okay this tastes like i've got a dry shredded wheat put it in my mouth and let it stew there for three days so that it's turned into a liquid and what what beer is that maya because we've not introduced this beer yet. Erdinger alcohol free. Okay. But I would like to make it very clear that as I have this whole time, I hate wheat beer. I don't think it really tastes that much like a wheat beer. But it's a wheat beer. It literally says 
Vice Brow yeah, yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but compared to like a normal one, I don't think it really tastes that wheat. Uh, it, it's way less bananary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very wheaty coloured though. It, it wins points yeah. on the colour. It's very um, lively as well. Yeah. So, ooh. oh, what have you got? Oh, you've gone with the other oh, one. I've got the the Parliner one, which I only picked up today, so I actually haven't done any prep for this beer, so I don't really know a lot about this one. And what is that? A wheat a wheat beer as well? Yeah, exactly the same thing. It's just Pauliner, Pauliner's version. So it's a it's a vice beer, zero percent. So this is zero point zero, where the Erdinger I think is zero point five. Yep, and on the back it says, uh, "Not alcohol free for the purpose of UK food law." Interesting. So I know on the back of the Erdinger one, and we'll kind of go into it, it, it does talk a lot about its nutritional benefits. The Paulina one doesn't have any of that. But the Erdinger is also brewed according to the Bavarian purity law. This one is as well, yeah. I don't like it. We didn't expect you to like it. That's why you're here. <laughs> this one actually smells like grape nuts. Who's nuts? <laughs> grape nuts, the cereal. I tell you what, the Paulina looks excellent. Yeah, that is pretty hazy. So Erdinger, alcohol-free, you, you both cracked that open. I've got a Paulina version. Um, so I would say in comparison, so I quite like the Erdinger one, but it's a lot lighter than the Paulina one. The Paulina one's very dark. The Paulina one looks more like an actual wheat beer and it, it tastes a bit more. Mm. The Erdinger one is just horribly sweet. <laughs> and, and I like it. Maya, try Remy's one, the Paulina, just to, for comparison purposes. This smells like a penny. Mm. Mm, she's <laughs> loving that. She's swilling it around the gums. Get all that flavour. I think the Parlona one tastes more like Th- an alcoholic wheat beer. <laughs> like it tastes more like a, a wheat, like a normal alcoholic wheat beer. But I, I actually, I really like the Erdinger alcohol free. I think it's it's very light. It's very refreshing. They're both. This is weird because, as we all know, I love something sweet. These, like, honestly, this is making me want to be sick. They taste thick and sweet and cereally. <laughs> Mm, I quite like the cereal. All my favourite things. Like that one is Power so liner. thick and sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a lot thicker than the, the Erdinger. Like, yeah. I thought the Erdinger was bad. The Erdinger is better than that one. The Erdinger is, I like the Erdinger. I'm just really, really shocked that you like this, Mr. I don't like anything sweet. Nothing, they're so sweet. It's isotonic. What's not to like? It, yeah, li- it literally it suggests on the back that you should drink a bottle a day. I mean, are they allowed <laughs> to do that? One so, half litre bottle of Erdinger alcohol free a day can already make a contribution to a very oh, well balanced and healthy lifestyle. So, does anyone know what makes it isotonic? Um, no. Uh, I've just read it. Is that what makes it isotonic? Why, is it, why are you saying, uh? That it's got the same pressure as human blood. The same osmotic pressure as human blood. So, the idea is the beer. Or the whatever it is to get absorbed, the nutrients to get absorbed into the bloodstream quicker. Whereas if it's not the same osmotic pressure, the body needs to change the solution the nutrients are in supposedly to get them into the bloodstream and into the body as quickly as they would have done as something that is the same osmotic pressure as human blood. And that is what makes this isotonic. Do they say the words human blood a lot on the website? Because that's a very German advertising marketing, you know. It's human blood making me feel even more sick. I actually had to look up what isotonic meant because I was like, "What does that actually fucking mean?" And what does it mean? I've just told you. It's, oh, so it's, it's, so it's okay, the same so, osmotic pressure uh, as so, human blood. So that is so that, that is Lucas. That is what isotonic. Is yeah, that is an that's yeah. what isotonic means then. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, that means Lucas aid is is the same osmotic pressure as human blood. Can we stop saying blood? What osmotic means? I can't tell you. 
But it's and has it got anything to do with reverse osmosis? <laughs> <laughs> Not to my knowledge. <laughs> so this beer is very big on vitamin B12, but it also has something else in it, doesn't it? Folic acid, and it also talks a lot about polyphenols. Honestly. Which I believe are compounds you get out of um, vegetation that can be good for you. And vitamin B12 is big for your immune system. But I know we're all kind of laughing and joking about it being isotonic recovery drink and it being good for you. But the German Winter Olympic team do actually take this with them. So they took it to Pyongyang in the last Winter Olympics and they drink it for recovery. It is literally that Mitchell Webb sketch where they drink glucosate port, where it's that advert. Yeah. And it's like, are you an athlete but also a raging alcoholic? Try glucosate port. You know, it hydrates you and then immediately dehydrates you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is some genuine science behind it, um, which is quite interesting. I imagine most of it is obviously it's good to have the vitamins in there and everything, but the, the sugars and the carbs are probably good for your recovery as well afterwards. Uh, and it's, it's quite refreshing. It's so sweet. How can you find that refreshing? It's refreshing. It's it isotonic. Li- it literally tastes like you've blended up a shredded wheat with loads of sugar on. And just like mushed it until it's very watery. To be fair, I would only eat shredded wheat covered in sugar. So that's quite appealing. (laughs) What I would say is I don't think it necessarily... Whilst there are some similarities with a normal alcoholic wheat beer, I think... It's less banana-y. It's significantly less banana-y. Yeah, I I think it's its its own thing, really, isn't it? I don't think you could ever mix that up for a a non-alcohol version. Yeah, so they kind of do wax lyrical about it on its website. The non-alcoholic drink from Erding is not only a real energizer, but also low in calories with just 125 calories per 0.5-litre bottle and made exclusively from natural ingredients. A varied and balanced diet as well as a healthy lifestyle are important. Erdinger Alcohol Fry supports this while also tasting fantastically full-bodied and refreshing. It's not refreshing. The Sporty Thirst Quencher. Because it's so cereally. I think it's rather refreshing, you know. Sounds like it's running for office. Or it does. Very, or very American. So they, you know, they kind of give some more spiel about why it's popular. So as I mentioned, the B9, the B12. Also, apparently, it stimulates the immune system. It promotes physical and mental performance. It protects against overexertion. It helps preserve normal muscle activity, ensures a balanced metabolism, and has a positive impact on the cardiovascular system. What do you prefer, the Paul Lerner or the Lucky Saint? Or the Odinger, because he's just drunk some of mine. Oh, I thought you wouldn't mind. No, I don't want it. You know what? (laughs) I do quite rate the Lucky Saint. I think the Lucky Saint, as an imitation beer, is actually very good. It does imitate a lager quite well. I'd say out of the Erdinger, so if I really wanted to be, if I was like Gaspin, and you know when you're not Gaspin, you really like a, like a cool fresh lager, I'd definitely go with Lucky Saint. Mm-hmm. But I if mean, if I just done some team sport, yeah. If I just done some team sport though, and I knew that I needed to recover well, yeah, then I'd have to go with Erdinger. If you're out for a long cycle, yeah, exactly. But what I would say between the Paulina and the Erdinger are that the Paulina one actually tastes closer to a normal wheat beer because it's retained more of the bananariest. I would pick the Lucky Saint. Yeah, I'd probably go for the Lucky Saint. Though I don't mind the Erdinger at all. I think it's nice. I don't think I'd be sitting having one in the evening in front of the TV. I think it, there's a time and a place for it. And mm. that is, like Remy said, if you're kind of, oh, you know, if you want refreshment. And I know my I don't think it's refreshing, but if you're kind of gasping, that is the... You know, it's not the sort of thing you just have with dinner. Because I, I don't think I'd want to have that whilst trying to eat a burger and chips or something. Or whatever I had it, it with you a fish had it with and dinner chips. yesterday. I had, I had it with a fish and chips <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Saturday. And how was that? And, well, 
I'll tell you one thing, actually. It made me a bit bloated with all the chips, but I'm yeah. not sure if that was the batter, the chips, or the Erdinger. That just isn't refreshing to me, I guess, because to me, I think of like refreshing things as being like crisp and, I don't know, whereas that, it feels thick and I just can't get... <laughs> I can't get refreshment from something thick. I don't know if it... <laughs> I don't know if it's just in my head, but because it does taste like it's full of like carbohydrates and stuff, in a weird way, it makes me it makes me feel like I'm going to grow big and strong, like like you're having a meal, or like you've yeah. got one of those cans of nourishment. To me, yeah. saying this is refreshing is like saying a Guinness is refreshing. A Guinness, a Guinness can, can be refreshing. refreshing. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Something statement. doesn't have to be light and pale to be refreshing. A cup of yeah. tea can be refreshing. Thank you very much. That's yeah. bullshit. Tea can't be refreshing. Tea can be refreshing. Of course Not to me. Okay. But... This is clearly my personal taste, yeah. but no. I think we need to, next time you've like gone on a run or whatever after tag, I'm going to get... If you give me a fucking Erdinger... I was going to get you a Guinness. Or a cup what? of tea. Just show you, or a cup <laughs> of tea. Just to show you how refreshing it can be. Yeah. Of those, I'd take the cup of tea. We'll okay. drive you out and dump you in like the middle of nowhere and all you'll have is a one <laughs> bottle of Erdinger and you'll be like... oh. So thirsty, <laughs> but I can't so, drink this oh. Erdinger. <laughs> I'm not drinking this out of principle. Or send you, drop you out in the middle of nowhere, strap a camelback on you, but the camelback's just full of Erdinger. <laughs> it's honestly making me gag. <laughs> so the Erdinger on Untapped got 2.85, which actually made it only 0.10 lower than the Lucky Saint, and then the Erdinger on Beer Advocate got three out of five, which actually made it higher than Lucky Saint somehow, which I'm not so sure about. It's a bit of a novelty, really, isn't it? Yeah. I remember the first time I saw it in a bar, I remember thinking, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, isotonic. And I was like, I've got to get that just so I can try it, you know. Mm. But the Lucky Saint, I would say, is a closer... It feels like beer. It tastes more like beer than maybe the alcohol fryer Erdinger does. And what about the Paulina? It's closer to a wheat beer. But again, I'd say the Lucky... I know it's obviously a different style of beer, but I think the Lucky Saint does a better job of impersonating an alcoholic lager beer than maybe the Powerliner does of impersonating an alcoholic wheat beer. It's a lot more orange, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why it is... I don't know, it looks thicker, but it it looks a lot more like a wheat beer than the Erdinger, and it definitely smells and tastes a lot more bonanery. But again, the dominant feature is probably the cerealianness of it. We move on to something a bit more pleasant in Maya's eyes. Okay, potentially. So we're on to Punk IPA. So have you got St. Peter's? Yeah, so I bought the fucking Punk I- the the Punk as fuck in the week and then drank it like a mug. <laughs> so then I went back today and they didn't have it. So I got the St. Peter's without. And I nearly got the Paulina, but I thought I don't want to eat this. What does the, what, the St. Peter's without, what style of beer is it supposed to be? It says, a delicious, alcohol-free, full-bodied ale that's dark amber in colour. It boasts a rich and malty taste that is bursting with lasting flavour, followed by a refreshing and de- delicate bitterness. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Oh, my God. What? Oh, dear. That's really horrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we thought... If you, oh my god, we thought the lucky saint smelt of cat food. This is like concentrated cat food. Oh, that. I thought you'd thrown something across yeah, your kitchen then. No, I'm going to get it out the bottle in the hope that it improves once you get some air on it. This but literally it's... doesn't taste like anything. Is this yeah. supposed to be a lager or an IPA? This is, this is an IPA. 
You're joking. You, my God. <laughs> my God. So I do think it, you know what? It smells a bit like an IPA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, I'm not looking forward to this at all. So the St. Peter's Without isn't doing a lot of... The St. Peter's Without is doing nothing for my nose. <laughs> it looks all right. looks like a proper beer. It's probably the first one that looks like a real ambery yeah. beer. It's, yeah. um, it smells like cat food. Oh, it smells a bit like hay or something, or something like a stable. I'm not sure about this. It, do- it literally doesn't taste... I think I could down... It doesn't taste of anything. It's very watery. It's very watery. I thought it started off quite nice... Like you said, it is that kind of typical low percentage beer. It's a bit empty. There's no mm. real kind of... But there's no maltiness. So because of that, it, the citrus just takes over. And it's that yeah. kind of citrusy pale ale, but it just... It doesn't taste like beer at all. No, yeah. it, it's a bit lemonade If you said this was like a, a flavoured sparkling water, yeah. I'd believe you. It looks like a glass of sparkling water that someone's put like a one tiny drop of squash into. Yeah. So it's 0.5%, the Punk IPA, alcohol-free or Punk IPA as fuck. It describes itself on the website as having all the attitude, all the flavour, but none of the alcohol. And having juicy tropical fruit mixes up with grassy and pine notes with a solid malt baseline. That is something I disagree That's with. missing. It's missing the solid malt. It doesn't taste in any way malty, hoppy, <laughs> cereally, anything. <laughs> Sorry, having I feel quite bad having just taken the mick out of Maya for the last ten minutes. I'm doing the exact same thing. Oh, Have you tried it? Is it that bad? Yeah, it's really like Remy because <laughs> I quite like you, their normal beer. Can you go and buy one of these? Just <laughs> try it. It's whereas I've spent the whole thing saying that alcohol-free beers are missing the maltiness. They clearly put all the malt on earth into this one <laughs> bottle. Have you ever had a super malt? Uh, I've had a sip of one before. This is that. It's so malty. Like, it smells so bad. <laughs> like, I can't drink that. I know. Like, and it's a big bottle. I, I... For you to say that you can't even drink it. I've yeah, had it must one be mouthful. <laughs> and I've, I've genuinely gagged. You know they do that on draft at St. Peter's <sighs> Pubs. I've seen it on draft. I've never had it, but yeah. You can fucking smell it, I bet. Jesus. <laughs> This is St. Peter's Pub in... Um... Describe describe the smell. Malt. Malt, <laughs> malt, malt. It's um, very serially. It's the most richly malty-flavoured beer I've ever tried in my life. I can say oh that hands God. down. Honestly, I just looked at the back in case it had like, gone off. I'd picked up one that was out of date or something. Not at all. But it is so potent. Like It's, God. it's like... A homebrew that's gone wrong. Oh. Well, at least you know you might go blind. I had know, quite high expectations for this. Yeah, their beer is quite nice, I think. Yeah. Beers. And it is 0.0%, but this is gutting. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just fact check this with a, a colleague one second. She said, it stinks, it's disgusting, pour it down the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I've moved it to the other side of the table. It's offended me, genuinely. <laughs> I would. I'm gonna fucking drink this thing instead of that. <laughs> so like, tell tell the lovely listeners what that is. So, a few months ago, an advert popped up on Instagram, and it was for this company called TNC, the Naked Collective, who sell health drinks, and they sell like sparkling waters that are all different flavors, which are meant to be like full of different vitamins, and you know they have like a mood booster one, a, a one that was meant to help you sleep. 
and they also were bringing out these vegan alcohol-free beers and again it's kind of immuno boost supposedly they're meant to be full of vitamins like kind of like an energy drink with no caffeine but it's meant to taste nice and it was like alcohol-free beer and i thought oh well maybe that might work um they were doing an offer and it was like get six of the alcohol-free beers and then like one each of all their other sample beers and it was like Mm. so you get 12 of these cans for like 10 quid including shipping or something and i thought well you know what instagram never lets you down um (laughs) unfortunately they're not great is my kind of damning praise the soda sparkling water drinks are horrible some of them are better than others but i can say i don't think i finished a single one and this so beer now this one is with a hint of grapefruit and i haven't tried it in a while because i've had a couple of cans and then kind of very quickly put it away but it it smells better than the saint peter's without (laughs) there's no contest there yeah i mean in comparison that's like nectar from heaven (laughs) it's very light it's is a bit grapefruity you can taste the grapefruit but there's not a lot else going on again you wouldn't if you gave it to someone in a glass no one would think you were giving them beer they would think mm. you were giving him some sort of fizzy water. The only thing that is a slight giveaway, it has that kind of almost cereally taste afterwards that you don't get from like a fruit juice or a... Yeah, the punk, I'm not impressed with. It's watery and it just tastes of like a weird citrus flavour, I'd say. Doesn't taste like beer at all. I've I've nearly finished the whole can in like basically two minutes. I thought it was okay, but if you'd said to me, do you want another one or you can have a real can of beer, it, it wouldn't have it would be much of a contest. This, out of all the beers we've tried thus far, this is the bottom of the pile for me. Yeah, but, no. but, but that again kind of comes down to probably personal taste because if I said to yeah. you, Remy, do you want an Erdinger or a pint of Punk IPA? I'd have the Erdinger. You, you're drinking Punk AF, Punk as fuck, whatever they want to call yeah. it. But they did do an alcohol-free version of... Nanny State. Well, they had Nanny State, but then I thought yeah. they kind of did a punk IPA that was 0%. And I don't know whether that changed, they've just rebranded it to punk as fuck. Uh, I thought they okay. they had a couple versions out at the same time that was a slightly different flavour, but I might be imagining that. Yeah, I quite like Nanny State, actually. I prefer Nanny State to this. What beer is Nanny State pretending to... Is that an IPA, a lager, or what? Uh, I think it's an IPA or just a pale ale. I think it is it's not a pale lager. or an IPA. No, it's not a lager. But that's one of their original ones, and that is its own thing. Thing, it's, yeah. yeah. It's not It's not like a non-alcoholic version of... Right. Yeah, it's their own one. I'd say it's a better non-alcoholic beer than the, than the punk non-alcoholic. What do other people think of the punk? Well, it's got 2.9 out of 5 and untapped. And it's got 3.24 out of 5 on Beer Advocate. Somehow it's the highest scoring beer compared to the ones we've looked at that we've had data on, on Beer Advocate. I don't know how, but the main criticism of it on Beer Advocate is that it's quite watery. It's so watery. Yeah. It tastes like, do you know what? If you put that in a glass and said, what do you think this is? I'd say a hard seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it does. That, that's yeah. almost what this is, really. It's so yeah. thin. Rem. What's the pe- Have you looked up the pieces without by any chance? Obviously, I gave you no prep to look it up, but you gave me no prep. Give me a minute. I cannot get over how bad that was. <laughs> I, you need to go and buy it just to try it. I feel at the moment people think I've gone mad. It's got 2.06 and on tap. Beer Advocate. What? Somehow, it's got three and a half out of five on Beer Advocate. Who is writing these reviews? <laughs> so, okay, I'll read you the one. So someone in April... 
the 16th of April 2017, rated this 3.53. The person's account was Emperor Beavis. They described this as bottled, pours a chestnut brown body with a nice sticking off-white head that sticks, smells like Weetabix, yet this is a malt beverage all right, a pleasing drink and a decent body. Mm. How do you do? You think you'd? I disagree Some... with everything yeah. he said. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasing um, drink. Well, I've just found out that actually St. Peter's re-released and changed the recipe for this in January in 2020. So those reviews were from the original recipe. Supposedly, I'm just looking quickly at their website and they're saying that they've seen the sort of trend towards IPAs. So they've tried to zest up their beers, but no I mean, zest. by the sounds of it, yeah, by the sounds of it, you said it was all malt, malt, no zest. It's like the bloke got confused between malts and hops and just kept putting more malt in. <laughs> okay, oh, so would terrible. you say that's that's been the worst for you then? That has been the worst beer I have ever drunk, maybe. <laughs> I have a question. Punk AF or Carling? Which has more flavour? Punk AF has more flavour, but it's slightly more watery, I'd say. Yeah, but Punk is almost like they've gone, fuck, this is a really watery beer. What can we do? Put some more citrusy shit in it. And at the end, they've just kind of chucked in a load of citrusy, fruity flavours. And then they've just kind of given it a stir and gone, right, Mm. that'll do. It's not full-bodied it feels like the flavors are just it's like someone's it's literally like you've got a glass of squash as we mix very well <laughs> yeah 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 what do you do you think about it Maya? about punk yeah would you go for it again no i wouldn't go for it again i mean i'm drinking it very easily because it doesn't taste like beer but i wouldn't pick it because <laughs> the key credentials for you to be yeah. Drinking. yeah well i wouldn't pick it because it, it doesn't taste like beer so mm. i wouldn't drink it if i wanted something that tasted like beer and if I wanted something that didn't taste like beer, I wouldn't buy beer. Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to drink it again. Okay. <laughs> One thing I'm learning from this is <laughs> the reason I think, you know, I suggested we do this episode was because there's been this massive growth in the kind of yeah. low, low and no beer hmm. v- scene. And I thought, but let's try some of these newer ones and see if any are any good. And quite disappointing, really, apart from the lucky saint. I mean, the Erding is okay, but... Yeah, I'd say the leader probably is the Lucky Saint, really. Yeah, I mean, apart from the Lucky Saint, there's no beer here that I would be swapping out a normal beer for, unless I had to have an alcohol-free beer because I was driving or whatever, you know. Unless the situation required it, I would not be volunteering to have one of these. No, I'd probably rather have a Coke. Yeah. Or like a lime and soda or something. Lime and soda, yeah. No, that is a very good point. I hadn't really thought about it like that. Bit gutting. Yeah, it is a bit, to be honest. Have Have either of you tried the alcohol-free Stellas? No, I haven't tried the Stella yet. Because they've no. been popping up. I haven't tried that yet. No. The, I, to I be saw fair, them in Tesco's, but they're only in four packs. So. The Heineken's are okay. Yeah. I've had quite a few of the Heineken's. I actually think out of a lot of the mass-produced ones, the Heineken's are yeah. decent. I've had the Heinekens and the San Miguel, and I'd definitely take the Heineken above the San Miguel. Yeah, I tell you what, was the Cobra is awful. I didn't Cobra seen that. Jesus, hideous. Have you seen um, the zero percent Budweiser? I've had it. I thought that was okay. I yeah, I actually think in a weird way it's better than actual Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, because actual Budweiser's minging, so it's not mm. a hard contest. <laughs> okay, well we've kind of run through those. Shall we hit up the blind taste? Yeah. And can I? I just need to taste anything but that. 
Okay, so this is the blind taste for you, Maya. So it might be alcoholic, it might be not. So we'll get you to judge that. So Jimmy's got it as well, but he obviously knows what it is. I know what it is, but I don't have one in front of me yet. So have a sniff, have a look. Do you want to describe its look? It's very dark. It's fizzy, very bubbly, but it's got like a deep amber colour. Deep amber hue, would you say? Yeah, that's how I would describe the colour. No head. That's the pouring. Oh, yes. That's Remy's shit ability to pour. So it should have a head, but it's got no head. But yeah, it's dark. It looks like a very dark lager. Okay. Because it's fizzy. Yeah. Do you want to yeah, give it a sniff? They are very, it is very fizzy. Mm. I can't really smell anything. I can smell something. Go on, get it in there. <laughs> Literally, it's going to go up my nose if I sniff get, it. Get your snuzzle in. <laughs> okay, so have a little, go on, have a, have a crack on it. Oh, she loves it. It's her new favourite beer. Oh, it's hoppy. <laughs> Rem, do you want to try it? I know yeah. you, haven't had a, you haven't had the pleasure yet. I've actually never tried this. It's quite sour. At the end. Yeah, I'd say it's quite pronounced on the hoppy notes. What what type of beer do you think it is? Yeah. Tell us like, the predominant flavour and then tell us what style of beer. I really can't work it out. It's really weird. It doesn't really taste like beer. I don't know. Like, the consistency and the fizziness makes it appear lager, pilsner-esque. But the taste and the colour mm-hmm. make it appear more of an ale. Okay, okay. And what what's the predominant flavour? I don't think it really tastes of anything other than, like, hops. Generic hoppiness. Such a little concentration in your face. <laughs> it's got, like, a sort of... I mean, I think it's whatever it is. I think it's alcohol-free. Okay. But at the end, it's got, like, the kind of back-of-the-palate bitterness that you get from beer. But before that, it, I, I don't know if it's just me. It doesn't really taste of anything to me. Okay. And so the fact that it doesn't really taste of anything to begin with is what's making me think that it's alcohol-free. Okay, so you're saying this beer is alcohol-free, and what style of beer are you saying it is? An ale. Okay. It's very fizzy, though. Okay, so you're saying non-alcohol-free, and we're saying it's an ale. I don't hate it. Mm. I don't dislike it. But it does, to me, it doesn't really taste of anything. I do agree with you. It's, it's quite citrusy. Yeah. And it is quite hoppy. But you're right, it has a lot of bitterness at the end, kind mm. of a sourness towards the back. But when you first try it, there's not a lot going on, is there? And I think it's alcohol-free because, like we said, a lot of alcohol-free things sort of have a bit of a, like, empty taste. Mm. And I think because all I'm getting is the, the the bitterness at the end, that's what's making me think it's alcohol-free. I don't dislike it. I, I probably wouldn't drink it again. Comparatively to some of the shit I've drunk today, it's quite nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't like order it. I wouldn't go out of my way to drink it. But if you put a pint of it down in front of me and said, this is what I've got you, I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't flip the table. You wouldn't you know? mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mm. mind. It is, it is a bit too bitter for me. And like the kind of sour bitter finish is a bit too much for me. Okay, shall I put you out of your misery then? Yeah. You're correct. It is alcohol free. Well, it's 0.5%. Mm. It's Adnams alcohol-free or low-alcohol ghost ship, which, which is, is a, a pale ale. pale ale. So yeah. I was close. I said ale. You're very, very close. Well, yeah, you're you also right. said lager a lot, but you did. You, also did you, you, you got off yeah. the fence and you went for ale. <laughs> but it's just because good. it's so fizzy. Yeah. Like it's really, really <clears throat> fizzy. So I, I don't know if you've ever had ghost ship before, have you? No. So I actually don't think it's an awful 
representation of ghost ship. I, I don't think it's great, but I think if nothing else, it is citrusy, I guess. It's very citrusy, I think. It is missing that kind of thing that takes the edge off the citrus flavours. It's, like mm. it's like that's the only thing they've got. It's one it's quite, balance. It's it is balance. quite harsh yeah. at the back end. They use they actually use the reverse osmosis technique to right. make this beer. And they say that it preserves the uh, the famous citrus kick of the ghost ship. Yeah, I think that's true. I get that. I I had a bottle of the other day, and I must admit, the first mouthful, I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. By the end of it, I was like, oh, I'm a bit sick of this now. The kind of, the, yeah. you get a bit tired of that kind of citrusy tang. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's particularly, it's not like a subtle no. citrusy tang. No, it's, I mean? it's assaulting my palate. It kind of slaps you around the face, doesn't it? Yeah. So on Untapped, it's got about, sorry, it's got 2.86 out of 5. Beer Advocate, again, there weren't enough reviews, so I went and I took away the data. And it's actually got 3.21. And most of the anecdotal evidence and reviews seem to be that it's pretty good for an alcohol-free, but it's a bit watery. Yeah, it's a touch watery, but I wouldn't say that's my main accusation. The end is difficult. Yeah. The end is quite difficult. Now I've smelt it a lot more. Smells a bit like citrusy hops and then also toilet cleaner. Yeah, like a lemony bleach. Yeah, exactly. And now I've tasted it again. I'm actually... Trust me, this is heaven in comparison (laughs) to that malty, pooey mess that I just had to scrape away into the sink. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, for me me to say that it's harsh um, on the back of the throat is quite common. But for you to say that... That's mm. not really a criticism, criticism you rarely give of um, beer. No, no. I thought maybe you were going to be mean and like pick like a low percentage one. So it wouldn't be alcohol free, but it would be like 3% or mm. whatever, two and a half, whatever. So I wouldn't be able to tell as much. But yeah, I think I think even as somebody who's never had ghost shit before and doesn't drink really this sort, this style of ale very regularly, I can still tell. Yeah. yeah, that that's um, alcohol-free. Well, well done, you nailed it. Thank you. Before we say goodbye, then, does anyone have any any lasting memories of al- alcohol-free beers in the, in their past? Any lasting memories? Remember your first one, your worst one, your best one? Ever had it on draft? I can fucking tell me a worse one. That's for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Won't take very long. <laughs> I do think that it is amazing the amount that's on offer now, even comparatively to like two years ago. Yeah. And I know obviously the facts you said about since 2011, it's kind of been more economical to brew it. So there, there must have been an increase since then. But I do think even in the past, yeah, like two or three years, and um, especially in lockdown, I noticed a lot of people drinking alcohol freeze during lockdown who maybe, you know, didn't want to be going out and drinking or not going out and drinking staying in and drinking but wanted like you know the taste of beer i noticed a lot more people who i know to be drinkers kind of doing that that was why i bought those cans you know for that for that very reason but it's just so disappointing because i like well the reason we do this bloody podcast i like the taste of beer you know, yeah. I don't necessarily, like, people say, oh, yeah, so what, you just like getting drunk? No, 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 I, I just enjoy drinking beer. So if I could have that taste without getting drunk, I'd still drink the beer. Yeah, but, so But no one has managed to replicate that and make a beer that tastes like beer without having alcohol in it. I do think that this Lucky Saint is the best one I've had. 100%. We mentioned them earlier, but the small beer company, when I, I had a, a few pints of theirs one Saturday a couple of years ago in a pub, because it was like we were in there for the rugby, and it was we were like in at half ten or half nine or something. So I was like, I don't really want to drinking loads of pints this early, but I did want to drink. And they had one of their, whatever, 
it was just, you know I can't remember what small beer it was but it was one of their small beers mm. and it was only two and a half or whatever it was three percent and that was really good but again there's a big difference between a three percent beer and a zero or a zero point five percent beer you know I had four pints I still could not have driven home yeah yeah it seems to be you can put a little bit of alcohol well obviously you know if you drink ale you can make great ales with two and a half percent three percent but as soon as you get down less than like one percent or even maybe it's two percent something starts missing like it loses yeah. something and and people don't seem to have cracked it yet but i do agree that that lucky saint is probably the best one i've had that was a genuine no percent beer or zero you know half percent beer you know saying that the bead that we've got these and yeah these aren't great but really, you know, they've they've kind of all, other than Beck's Blue, really started coming about in the last sort of 10 years. So if, if we just look at the last 10 years where we were then to where we are now, it's like, you know, head and shoulders above. And, and so readily available as well. Just went exactly. to the Have you tried the any alcohol-free ciders? I wouldn't no. have, but I didn't know if you, have you tried a buy I've had an alcohol-free mixed fruit Copperberg somewhere. But that's not my favourite type no. of cider. Yeah, because in my head, an alcohol-free cider would work better because obviously you've got the natural sweetness anyway. So you yeah. can cover up the lack of alcohol and get a similar flavour. So I rarely drink the really fruity ones. And to me, drinking an alcohol-free, when I did have the mixed fruit Copperberg, I was like, I could have just got an appetizer. Yeah. Or a Coke or something like that. But if there were more, you know, if Aspel's came out with one or or a more traditional cider came out with one, I'd definitely give it a try. I think I did see one in Tesco's today. I was just going to have a quick look now when I was in, in the alcohol-free. I think there was some sort of cider that was booze free it's it's weird the the booze free the booze free booze market seems to be dominated by beer and gin oh yeah seed lip or whatever it is and like isn't that just you know like a, a squash they're also really expensive yeah, they're, they're yeah really it's expensive. the same price as a bottle of gin yeah, yeah. i actually sense. also think there's a lot of um alcohol free wines now and like this kind of like no secco that sort of thing seems to really be coming to the fore anna had some no secco the other week and kind of gave it to me as a bit of a joke to be like what do you think and i was like yeah so it's all right and then she told me yeah you know and i was like oh yeah i wouldn't i genuinely wouldn't have known that it didn't have alcohol in it. I think as well, it's kind of like, as you said, the explosion of the the non-alcohol beers over the sort of, and, and and gins and all the rest of it the past ten years as well kind of reflects more of a health conscious vibe. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I was actually reading an article about how our generation, so kind of millennials, are the last binge drinking generation because the generation below us kind of gen z are a lot more health environmentally all of those sort of things conscious they're more likely to be vegan they're more likely to to not drink um and i think it, in a good way it is more socially acceptable among the generation below us to not drink you know i've been in lots of situations where people around me have been like oh, i don't actually drink and everyone's been like, oh go on just have one da, 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 and been a bit pushy but i think it's quite good for the younger generation i just hope that we don't lose you know the great British binge drink. We'll yeah. keep it going. So I think out of all of these, I think do we all kind of agree that the Lucky Saint came out head and head and shoulders above the others? Absolutely. Yeah, they've just gone back to it after the ghost ship and it tastes so much more cereally now. Now Can it's settled. It, it's probably because it's warmed up as well. It's warmed up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it needs to be cold. But yeah, I definitely... Good God, it needs to be cold. Yeah. yeah. It does, to be fair, say on it, consume me at four degrees. Yeah, it needs to be cold. It needs to be four degrees. <laughs> it's like a gremlin. Yeah, <laughs> Transforms. yeah. <laughs> I'd say for me, I'd go... Lucky Saint the best. Then I'd probably go actually the Punk AF, just because if I'm actually talking about what I like the taste of, that's fine. It's just so bland. And then I'd go for the ghost shit. Mm. And then last, I'd put those fucking wheat beers. Jim, what about you? Uh, Lucky Saint, head and shoulders above. Then uh, probably the Erdinger. Then the I didn't get to drink the Punk as fuck, but I did drink it the other day. So I'll put that slightly above the ghost ship. And then the bloody naked collective not beer that i had and then really really like below the mantle of the crust of this earth <laughs> is that fucking saint peter's without and i can only apologize if there's anyone out there that enjoys that but go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh, i really want to buy it now just see what it's like, like yeah you're, you're probably to gonna come back well. it's lovely it's it it great great point for me yeah i think the lucky saint was the best definitely did the best job of replicating an alcoholic beverage mm. but as we've discovered now it needs to be bloody cold <laughs> then underneath that i've got the erding of the pearl liner then after that i've got the ghost ship then i've got the punk and then that's it that's it that's, that's it that's it that is all from us regarding alcohol free beers please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a follow over on instagram where we are at logotops podcast and we look forward to you listening to us again soon bye, bye.